Theo, welcome. Great to have you with us and uh, so much to talk about. But I think we must start really uh, with the Zondo Commission. Uh, Bossasa, just uh, so many revelations coming out from uh, from uh, Agrizi last week. What was your take on all of that? It just seemed an, a new day, a new name. Well, I, I'm actually a little bit confused. I'm not sure whether one should talk about what happened during the past week or what we're expecting this coming yeah. week. <laughs> because it's, it seems to be the newspapers are determining the uh, the agenda. And I, I found somewhere that the judge um, had a press release saying the newspaper should be careful not releasing stuff before they're not yet provided. But I think the news is so so revealing that they just couldn't resist. And the one guy that I have a special feeling for is is Adrian Basson. You know, in, in twenty twelve mm. he he wrote about this. He he was he was speculating about what Busasa is doing, what the Watsons were doing, the linkages to correctional services and so on and so on. And these guys actually took him to court. Luckily he won the case in terms of good journalistic um, research and work. But uh, now it, the, the revelations are coming out about how these guys actually had the whole NPA captured. Um, so it's a, it's a different play on the Guptas. The Guptas was all about the capturing of the presidency, the capturing of, let's say, decision-making at the highest level of government. Now it has moved to specific departments, specific individuals, and the interface between the private sector and the state and how this, uh, the contracts, the tenders, the bribes, and these kind of things. This is, this is, this is incredible, really. I mean, the, the fact is, is that, oh, and we know that really this, 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 the Zonda Commission is, um, is putting the, putting the ANC under the spotlight, really. But of course, the the most important aspect, or certainly for me, one of the most important aspects to come out of, of last week, and I think we'll, we'll continue to see this, is that this wasn't about the Guptas. Yeah, yeah, this is a new chapter. This is something different. And uh, another part of it is it started under Mbeki. It rolled over into Zuma because the Guptas and the, the Zuma era goes hand in hand. This tells you that some form, let's, let's call it institutional corruption, um, is something that came a long way. And somehow, if it wasn't for the whistleblowers, if it wasn't for the emails, that leaked out with the Guptas. If it wasn't for this guy, Agrizi, well, I don't, I'm not sure we can call him a whistleblower because he was in on the taking. Mm, he, was, mm. he was part of the corrupt business. But of course, then he had a change of mind. And then I went through the list of the names that will in all probability be revealed in the next week or so. And the amount of professionals participating, the amount of people um, in positions saying that they knew it was wrong, but the boss said I must do it. Um, apparently, Mr. Watson uh, wasn't wasn't an easy man to say no for. Mm, mm. 
Um, where do you think then we, that we are likely to see uh, the, the Zondo Commission heading to in, in the next week? What is likely to, to transpire? Um, uh, another thing that I thought was, was uh, very interesting was the fact that the, uh, the acting secretary for the commission um, uh, or an acting secretary is going to be uh, appointed by, uh, by Raymond Zondo because of the allegations um, against the inquiry secretary. Will we see more on that, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, his case, of course, is interesting because he was part of a previous dispensation where Busasa had linkages with the Department of Justice and the NPA. And um, uh, I mean, it is just uh, what I liked about what Zondo did. There was an immediate reaction. I think it was within hours. This guy was relieved of his job to save, of course, the integrity of the commission. Um, I've said it before, I think um, we are going to see this, that in in the 90s we had the Truth and Reconciliation Commission where several stories came out, which was difficult for the country to deal with. I think the Zondo Commission is walking in those tracks. This is not a whitewash like the Seriti Commission on on, on the uh, defense spending years ago or some of the other commissions that just wasted money. This guy, and I had the opportunity to meet him a month or so ago. He's a soft-spoken, very, very direct, and he's not, he's not a lady for turning. He's, he's, going to, <laughs> he's going to do his thing. And I think somehow because this will have political repercussions. It will have repercussions uh, into the current leadership of the ANC. Um, the, what I'm looking at is what is the ANC strategy going to be to deal with this? Um, denial is not an answer because it's going to continue. Uh, more information is going to come out. They'll have to focus on other things to get the attention off this uh, Zondo Commission, and of course now the, threat, the problem is um, 83 people are implicated. Mm. Let's say half of them wants to cross-examine. Means Mr. Agrisi is going to be on the stand for a long time to come. Or are you just going to ignore it and move on? Because we've seen that uh, taking it under cross-examination, like Mzwanele um, money that is not necessarily the best strategy because you kind of hang yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to move on, Thea, I'm afraid, which, and I could speak about the Zondo Commission forever because I, I'm finding it so so terribly entertaining. Speaking of ladies who are not for turning, not that I think we should be necessarily drawing parallels between uh, Margaret Thatcher and Patricia DeLille. Uh, however, um, Patricia DeLille, of course, uh, announcing the leadership of her good party today and uh, shedding some light on uh, what policy directions that her party is likely to take. Um, any surprises? What did you think of the lineup? Yeah, it was interesting to, to see that and that they're preparing. Mr. Heron being kind of second in charge as the secretary general of the party. That's usually um, your your second most important person in a political party. And um, some of the statements she made on policy is a mixed bag of several things. For instance, she still maintains a position that the constitution shouldn't change, section 25. She's got other solutions for for land reform, 
And then, of course, um, a very strong, um, seems to me, a Western Cape, I, I'll call it a bias to the to the party. That that seems to inform her current policy. She claims to have upwards of 60,000 um, members already of the party, which I think is a very high number for a party that is in business for the last month or two. That is a very high number. She also claims, of course, that Ipsos did research and supported the establishment of a party. I checked that. Ipsos did research. Um, and the research was paid for by somebody. So there is there is some money behind her, which at first I thought, where is she going to get the money? There's definitely somebody funding it. But the research was about the low herself and not a party. And with that, we knew that she has a following. She's a well-established politician. And uh, in that sense, they'll have to they'll have to keep her going all the time because she's going to bring in the votes, not the policy. Speaking of votes, I mean, we are literally just a few months away now from, from the election. Do we really think that in the time that she has left, she's likely to make a dent, if any, in politics in South Africa? No, no. I, I, she said there's enough time. I don't think there is. If uh, everything goes according to plan, the election will be roughly around the 15th of May, which puts it four months from here. Um, we will, in all probability, have the announcement of the election very, very soon. The State of the Nation address must be within the next two to three weeks. Um, in this period from now until then, Mr. Ramaphosa is going to Davos to, to, to try and sell the country. It's a hard sell under the current conditions. And um, then basically three months for, for, for electioneering. Um, so that's, that's what we've got. And by the way, the ANC that took uh, the DA to the electoral court or the, I, or the independent electoral commission about this billboard that they had in the last week, I think that's a little premature because they only start acting on election issues and battles once the date has been gazetted. And that has not yet happened. Theo, always a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks so much. We will uh, chat again next week. It'll be interesting to see what uh, developments will have happened uh, in the next seven days. Thanks for having me.